And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. So as as in every year, um, I'm still involved in intermediate championship. So I'm delighted to have on Kevin and Riley from the Dark Democrat to do the preview and for me in the intermediate championship. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for coming on. Not bad. Thank you. Um. So first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you without going into the teams. I was just gonna ask your initial thoughts on the grade, and then we'll go into each each group. And uh, I'll ask for like a prospect or what I'm calling is a step up player from each team, mm-hmm. and then we'll go through the predictions at the end. Yeah, that all right? Well, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I suppose it's it's well known that it's probably the most competitive grade um, within the three championships. Generally, uh, certainly with the senior and the, the the junior, you will have uh, you know a couple who who will stand out above the rest, and and albeit. You know, at the outset, you generally assess the intermediate as having that as well. Maybe with second and Maddock and, you know, there's a few more that might be able to throw into that who straight away you would be expecting to, to, to you know, rival for, for, for the ultimate for the ultimate title. Um, but generally, like, if you go back to the last couple of years, albeit we'd say that Joe had been knocking on the door for, for a number of years, you wouldn't have said at the beginning of 2016 that, that the Joes were going to come and win it. Certainly, with on the evidence of O'Connell's form in 2017, starting off, albeit they were only down, again, you would have struggled to see them win. And even last year with the Moffats, they were beaten in the, in the first match against the Beckons. Um, and, and, you know, you wouldn't have been basing it off their league form last year to say that this is a team that can come and win the championship. And ultimately, they, they came and won it. So they came and won it, and, and deservedly so, considering the path they took. So it, it, it's as wide open as it's been in every other year. Um, I think it's, it's probably the same as, as near enough the same as it was last year where you have four Division 1 teams um, I think there's seven from Division 2 in it this year and one from Division 3A um, so it's 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 fairly wide open um, I, I doubt any of the teams in the in the league this year or in the championship this year with the exception of the second have been overly consistent um, you know we, 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 we look at your, uh, at Maddock in, in Division 1 right, yeah, it would have been comfortable yeah. enough yeah, we'll we get into that then. We go Group 1 anyway has Mattock, uh, Cooley and Tor. So, we want to go yeah. through Mattock's chances there. Yeah, well, listen, it's a case of every year you're thinking are they eventually going to get back. They're, they're probably one of the teams who, if they were in the current senior grade, would be set to stay in it. But 
problem is, is is actually getting across the line in such a competitive grade that is intermediate. Um, there probably has been uh, turnover. Well, there's no doubt there's been turnover since the team was relegated. Um, and, and certainly since the intermediate final in 2016. Um, probably they, they, they didn't really show in, in the semi-finals, the, the, the last two semi-finals. Um, I, you know, they were, they were painful probably for different reasons. There were, there were different games against the Clans and obviously against the Moffat last year. Um, but you never know, like, this could eventually be the year that the likes of Brendan Lacey will say, you know, Shane Hickey, Ben McKenna, guys like that, maybe a year older, um, probably a lot more settled in the team. Um, and then there is the experienced guys, David Reid is still doing, still, you know, highly prolific. Um, so it could be there, yeah, I, I would fully expect them to top this group. Um, and then you're probably, well, there's no doubt then you're looking at Cooley and the Finbars as to who gets through. Um, you would probably, at this moment in time, even though they're, they've been through a difficult run in Division 1, you'd have to look at Cooley and say that they should have enough to get over the Finbars. But like last year's quarter-final, last year's championship quarter-final in Dowdle Hill, the Finbars beat them. And, and albeit it wasn't a, there wasn't a major amount in the difference at the end, the Finbars always looked comfortable. Um, and they just, the Finbars have, have maybe gone back a bit. They've maybe, you know, you, you're comparing them to expectations set in the last two years where they've probably overachieved in a sense. Um, and they've come back into the pack somewhat and, and are still in danger even of relegation in Division 2. But I wouldn't say that match is, is necessarily a foregone conclusion because they've watched really a couple of times and they really are struggling. Um, so it, it could well be the toss of a coin as to who gets through there because, um, you know, the Finbars have something that, that clearly mightn't have if Brian White doesn't make it and that's a prolific scorer in, in, in William Woods. Right, right, and I am uh, so I, I'm taking your, your your call on Brendan Lacey, step up star for Massacre. What about the other two teams? Yeah, well, I think for for Cooley, um, and, and I, I suppose as I get through teams, I might be uh, I could be alleged to be a wing back enthusiast. I think James O'Reilly with with Cooley, I was impressed with him when he was allowed minus got the Leinster final. Bit surprised maybe that he hasn't been involved or wasn't involved with the under twenty this year. I, I, I can't tell you the reasons why. Um, but even the games I would have seen with, with Cooley, there's that bit of cut in him um, that, that he is a prospect and um, you know he, he, he can do it going forward he can do it obviously in his primary role as a defender so he's a player I'd be, I'd be on the lookout for and, and then I suppose at the Finbars um, you're probably stating one of the obvious contenders here is Adam Hanrady um, got a run with the under 20 this year um, I, I was really impressed with him last year when he beat Cooley himself and William Woods with a pair inside and Albeit he didn't score that day, I think William might have finished one seven or one eight, and and quite a few of the scores stemmed from Hanrady winning the ball and laying it off. He's probably been played a bit further out the field this year. He would have played round centre forward midfielding games, um, but I think his best position would be inside. He's not an overly tall chap, but he's a very good ball winner, um, and I think that they can get him in beside William Woods, they, they can cause damage. Okay, so that that's Group One in a nutshell, and then moving on to Group. Two and it has a Division One team in here again, the Clans, and then you have the Plunkets and Kilcarely in Division Two. Yeah, um, it, it's it's to be honest with you, people might look at this as being a straightforward group in, in the Clans and necessarily being too strong, but the Plunkets have come back some sort of form. It's probably desperation. They've got two consecutive wins in Division Two, which gives them a chance. They've the Kevin's on the last day, which is basically if they win that, they stay up or. or Provided Clyde don't win, they're, they're 
they, they stay up. Uh, you would have to fancy them in, in the way they're going, probably to, to get out of the relegation scrap, which is fairly extraordinary considering that they lost the first eight games. Um, come back to last year's championship, I think they caught Cooley um, on, on the first day and then beat Glen Emerson and were probably very disappointing then. Uh, against Maddock in a quarter final, but I saw them in the group games and, and would have been impressed. Um, you know, they, obviously Robbie Bradigan around the middle of the field has been there quite a while. Conor Early, uh, I think he's actually playing in more of a forward position, and he's obviously had a, uh, you know, his first real, it's probably his breakthrough year with Loud. Um, you know, Luke Haggins in goals is, is uh, he, he, first of all, he's a very, very good goalkeeper, um, but he, he offers them something then from. From dead players, dead balls, and the ability to kick points from range that there's arguably no other goalkeeper in Loud that's able to offer you that. And um, they had a lot of uh, they have a lot of experience defensively. Um, and to be honest with you, I think they, I think they're going to go very close against Clans on the first day. Um, now whether they actually get out of the group remains to be seen. Um, but I think this is actually a very interesting group and, and probably one that people aren't altogether. I'm not going to say taken seriously, but I think this could be one of the most Interesting groups of, of, of the championship. Yeah, well, clearly in the clans, man, uh, intermediate final, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, 2015. And I, like, I, I think um, th- th- there were different teams. I think that was probably the pinnacle of both of their teams, in a sense. I know Kikari had been relegated the year before, but they really got everybody back that, that 2015. And obviously, there were two brilliant finals and um, went to a replay. Uh, I, I suppose the clans have lost a couple of players since that. Uh, a couple of more experienced players, obviously the, the, the big one being JJ Quigley, um, and and then I think there was a Kilcarry uh, have have lost a lot of experience um, from from last year with Andrew McGuill, Alan McGill, guys like that, um, and and there I suppose they, they had a good minor team last year, they have a good minor team this year, and if you're looking for a breakthrough player, there's quite a few in Kilcarry that um, I suppose would spring to mind, but particularly Connor Quigley, I actually watched uh, Kilcarry play mine again the other night and. Such a such a, a dominate you know such a dominant player around the middle of the field when when the ball is there to be won and he's competing with it an opponent it very rarely very rarely goes anywhere else put into his hands and um, I think he's a guy with with a big future and, and certainly I think around the middle of the field that's probably an area where he clearly would have struggled to a certain degree for a long number of years he maybe didn't just have that dominant figure he would have tried a lot of different combinations but he's He's somebody who you could maybe build that area around. Is he any relation um, to Willie? Uh, he's not, no. Uh, not as far as I'm aware of. Now, uh, I'm open to correction there, but not <laughs> as far as I'm aware of. Right, right. And then, uh, clans. Any prospects in the clans? Yeah, it's, it's, I suppose they're going on the basis of his brother and his father, but Jared Curran is a player who... I suppose the clans still have a, a fairly experienced find the team. They, they would have had a few in this year: Craig Callan, uh, Sean O'Hanlon, uh, obviously another player steeped in clans history. Jason Cullum would have been in at certain stages. Um, but in saying that, they're still, you know, the, the, the core of their team are, are have been there since you know those intermediate finals and that that they were involved in. So um, I think Jared Curran came on a sub recently against Cooley and played and a half. Maybe not the most mobile but certainly a ball winner and, and distribution tends to be fairly good. So he's definitely a player as he gets older. He's still very young, but that uh, could be a promising player for the clan. Right, so who are you, who are you giving this? Who's topping that group and who's coming out? Um, if you're going to say to me now, Mac, I, I would go with Kilcarely. Um, they mightn't be that overly confident in themselves, but 
I suppose you have to look at the, the, the match that they lost recently against the Cavins. I'm told the Cavins were missing a few, but clearly were missing the values um, and Sean Han. So add them back in. Like this, I think this is Kilkerley's level. They've been disappointed with, with their championship or with their league form. But you know, I, I think they've, they've, they've a good set of forwards um, and, and plenty of young guys around the likes of Shane Lennon and that, that, that you know, could be could be um, could, could turn into a potent force. Right, and who's going up with them? You could toss them a coin. Um, you'd have to say the clans. Um, but again, uh, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Conquest were to cause a surprise on the on the opening night. Super, super. Right, we're going into Group Three, and that's the team you just mentioned: the Kevins, the Brides, yeah. and the Glen Emmets. The... I suppose it's, it's it's really in contrast for the Brides when you consider the last number of years they've already be, they've been. Locked in a group with with other contenders, we looked to last year and it was the clans and, and Maradona in the group. But the year before, it was it was the Pearcey and the clans who ultimately went on to the final. I think I'm right in saying before that the year before that they might have been in the group with Maradona as well. Albeit I'm open to correction. Now. Yeah, they've always been they've always been in a in a tricky type of group. Whereas you would imagine that this is the most straightforward one that they could have got. You're 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 looking at, at the brides who will undoubtedly be aiming to win this competition against the Kevins and Glen Emmett who would probably be, you know, satisfied with, with safety first and foremost. Um up first against the Kevins, um, you know, it's it's you would expect the Brides to win it fairly comfortably. They they played the Pats recently in a game I was at and it was really only towards the end that the Pats got the scores to, to pull away and they were missing a lot of players that night and um, again like I think last year they, they got to a, a minus Championship final with 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 the Moctis and I think they've got a couple of players off that and um, Philip Tynan being one who he was a prospect and a very good player and um, you know you the likes of you know I, I was talking to somebody recently and you were comparing maybe the Gerling teams the Jim McEnany the minor teams that Jim McEnany was on back in 2007 2008 it took them it took those type of players we say time to adapt and really to come together and and eventually get across the line in the intermediate grade what a years later and the majority of that team were, were, were minor championship winners from, from what six, seven years before that. I think this there's maybe comparison between the Brides minor winning team, am I right in saying of 2011, I know it's maybe eight years on but you never know, it, it, things might just knit together this year where the likes of Kevin Healthy, Patrick Riley, uh, Richard Hapney, um, you know there's, there's others that would have been involved this might just be their year to to make the break and it might even help them the fact that um, you know they they should have a fairly seamless transition through and they might be able to find themselves at the end of August because I, I know last year they would have been bitterly disappointed with their performance um, against the Moptis in the quarterfinals so you'd have to imagine them if you're looking at a player to watch again probably the, the name that'll drip off most tongues is Sean Murray um, he's a real prospect the guy who you would imagine will will in and around the loud setup in years to come. Um, I actually think he's vice captain this year with them, so he's a player that, that certainly they'll, they'll look to for scores. Um, looking at the other two teams in the group, again, it's probably a flip of a coin to see who wins that game. Um, the Kevins obviously got, got the big one over Glenham a couple of years ago in the junior final and, and have held their status since then. And done so fairly impressively, Daniel, you have to say, in that they've got out of the group for two years. They haven't had the negotiated relegation playoffs. I would expect them to not have to negotiate one again 
when you on the basis that Glen Amis have had a very poor league. I know they were missing a lot of players. They the likes of Ronan Grufferty, James Butler, Conor Grimes back. Um, they've obviously Keelan O'Neill there is a very very talented player and he's certainly the one to watch they've added you know, young Sam Kenny there wing back again the player I'd be impressed with but I just think that the Kevins having played in Division 2 all year um, having gathered the 6 points in it probably haven't got the recent win over to clearly haven't missed haven't been missing players um, I think they might just have enough to win the game um, but it could also come down to whoever you know, whoever is most competitive with the bride, i.e. the score doesn't end of it because, as I say, it's, it's a toss of a kind. The game could end up a draw. So I think, you know, how the team perform against the bride is, is going to be very significant. It could be very significant too. So, uh, and Kevin's had a managerial change as well in the middle of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, and they got a bit of a jump from that. I think, was it the first game back? Was it Johnny Lee's first game back? They, they nearly beat Hunterstown. They were only caught at the death. Um, they got a win subsequently. It just escapes me who they actually beat. Uh, and then we would have been disappointed with the performance against Clyde. But bounced back the last night scoring, what was it, 4 13 against Kilcarely. Um, so it, it seems to have worked. Obviously, Johnny McGee is a guy who they would have been familiar with. And he probably achieved what he set out to achieve with them last year, which was to get into Division 2 and ultimately stay in the Championship, which, which they did fairly comfortably. So you're topping that group, you're giving it to the Brides, is it? I would imagine so and I, I'm going to say to Kevin to get out with them but again it, it's a very dicey one that right right so we're, we're coming to the final group and it's um, the Dawking Irelanders Hunterstown and the yeah. Falcons yeah it's um, it's probably the group uh, it's probably the the most attractive group on paper you might look at group one Dana Maddock and Cooley and that but I think this here has the Gavin I, I think you know, this, this is the that could well produce a winner whether that is in the form of the Ireland obviously Hunterstown's form has been fairly up and down they, they like the Finbars have maybe uh, you know suffered to a degree from particularly in the league from a couple of very solid seasons when they were competing to try and, and win the title and they've, they've sort of drifted away this year but again they, they probably you know had that potential to maybe put a championship run together they've certainly the potential to take another contender out um, and I'd say, I'd say that's what this championship is, is made, out of, made up of. There's a lot of teams of an equal standing that could well take somebody else out but not necessarily go on to win it. Um, you would have to say at this moment in time that the Falcons would be favourites to win it. Um, I think the last time that they won the Division 2 League, not, they haven't obviously got it won yet, but the last time, the last second division title winning campaign, 2014, I think I'm right saying, um, they were beaten in a championship final uh, by, by Sean O'Mahony uh, they'll, they'll certainly be aiming to get back to that point again and, and obviously last year they were involved in such a thrilling final and probably played the best football in the grade last year you know in, in getting to that point um, the year on still with, with Eugene Judge the likes of Matthew Flanagan who would be my player to watch I was very impressed with him last year you've got bit of a you know wickedness about him, that bit of cut, his inability to go up and score and obviously do his, his defensive uh, you know obligations satisfactorily as well. So um I think he's the player to watch but they've got those younger players that've got a, an extra year into them. Obviously Bevan had a had a very good year with Lowes, Owen and Boz as well. Ronan Holcroft seems to be back in the in club swing of things and, and, and scoring fairly heavily. 
you would have to imagine that, that they'll top the group. Um, you would have to imagine that they'll top the group, Daniel. That the first night out against Young Ireland, I think they played each other in, in the last round of the league there, and it was, it was a competitive game, and what was only four points out in the end. Young Ireland have hit, you know, a, a bit of rocky form of recently having started uh, very well. They, they probably brought last year's form into the start of the league, but at the same time, last year and into this year, they were used to a very settled team. That wasn't the case. We say when when Derek Maguire went away for loud duty, they didn't have Fergal Sheedy did players missing, Dean Maguire picked up an injury. They just weren't accepted um, and you would imagine that coming into the championship that they'll get somewhere close to where they were, you know, in terms of a, of a settled team and a, and a familiar team. Um, in fairness to them though, I think they've introduced younger players this year. There's a chap I was very impressed with, I saw him earlier, early last year. He probably didn't last the course. Um, they went back to more experience, but I saw him this year, Peter McStravick, big, rangy chap. I saw him kicking 45 above in, in Castle Bellingham against O'Connell in the league this year, um, and the ability to kick points from distance. He's a real prospect. They have other young guys, James Brown, Keane O'Donoghue was there last year, uh, yeah. James Prendergast, who, who did his cruciate there, he's back involved too. There could be even a couple of others, but definitely McStravick is the one to watch. Um, Probably like a lot of it comes down to Derek Maguire. We say that this, these three teams, their championship, uh, how their championship pans out could well come down to their county players. Seven Duffy with the back and Derek Maguire with uh, Young Ireland and, and Ryan Burns with Hunterstown. And um, Hunterstown probably find themselves in the unusual position, especially compared to the last couple of years of not being favourites to get out of the group. And you don't know how much of a positive effect that could have on them. Um, because like they have they've a they've solid spine um, obviously David Finn there that you know uh, has been a very good player at this grade for, for quite a while Ryan Burns offers the, the scoring power Glenn Matthews likewise um, I think Ryan Ward uh, he, he's a player again with, with immense ability he's the same age as myself what, what's that 22 so he's not like, he's not just breaking onto the scene but, but he is a guy that I would expect like he, he, he could prove to be the difference for them if he gets back to, to top form if he's available to play. Um, but look, it, it, it's a difficult group to, to call. You would imagine the seconds will go through. But they have blown up at this stage of the championship before. I remember two years ago, the first round of the championship in Stabannon against Hunterstown. They must have kicked about 40 wide that night and uh, were beaten. They come back last year and obviously won their two games in the group and come through. But you just never know. Um, but you would have to imagine that that they'll be able to get out of the group and probably Young Ireland's with them, albeit Hunterstown would have a good record against Young Ireland and, and beat them in the league this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they always seem to draw each other, don't they? In the group stages. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, there's probably the undercurrent too when you consider two years ago the second put Young Ireland down. Um, so oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's quite a few subplots going on. Yeah, I was actually at that game. It was a good game of football in Mons the Boys. Mm. Uh, right, so I'll go. I'll just you probably maybe touched on them, but we go we go quick blitz of uh, predictions of the opening weekend. So Friday the twelfth of July, Matter tick on Curly. Who are you calling? Uh, well, you'd have to go Manock. Right, and everything suggests Manock. Okay, and then Saturday the thirteenth of uh, July, we have first up with the Clans and the Plunkets in Stabannon. Who are you calling? Yeah, Clans hesitantly. Right, I think that would be tight. 
then the second on that of that double header is the Young Ireland Young Ireland's versus uh, the Feckins. Who who wins that? You'd have to go with the Feckins. But again, that could be potentially game of the weekend. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Sunday the fourteenth of July, two o'clock in Dowdles Hill. It's the Brides against the Kevins. Yeah, I, I, you'd have to imagine the Brides comfortably. Right, right, comfortably. I like that confidence there. Um, because it's very hard to be confident in that grade. Yeah, absolutely. But again, like the Brides are, are are like fairly safe. We say at this stage, what if they gather eight points in Division One? Like there's obviously you know there's a fair bit of gathering at that grade to get eight points to stay in the division, and then you're looking at the Cavins struggling towards the bottom of Division Two, and then a, a mid-tier Division Three team in Glenamis. So you would have to imagine that that you know pedigree, league form, everything suggests that the Braves should should be far too strong for, for the two teams starting with with with, uh, with the Cavins. Brilliant, brilliant. So overall, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three options now to call it. But you know, firmly put your head on the, on the line here now. Your neck in the block. Um, the winner and dark horse, and then the relegation. Who's going down for you? So we start with the. We start with the relegation. Who goes down? Um, listen, it's a very difficult one to call. You would have to if you're basing it off league form, which is the only thing that you can base it off. You would have to say Glenamac. Um, but you just never know. It, it could end up being a hunter's town. It could end up, you know, you don't know who could get into a rush. Um, you know, for all that, hunter's town could go and win it after me saying that. But at the minute, you would have to say the team operating at the lowest grade. Um, they've had a difficult year, fairly inconsistent. Right, fair, and fair enough. And then, um, I'll ask you, which will I ask you first? And I, yeah, and I, who, who is going to. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win the intermediate grade? Uh, at long last, um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um And to be honest with you, I think they'd be a fairly popular winner, considering like last year's final was, was so thrilling. The fact that they were leading in, in injury time and then the play ebbed and flowed. Um, they've had a very, very consistent league. Um, obviously, with the one blip which was involved in one of the star matches, but Parks and that has been it's been fairly slow. It's probably haven't caught fire like they did last year. They've, they've been more grinding out results, but you would imagine that that they'll set themselves um, to, to be ready for the championship. And um, they'd be they'd be the team. I, I I'd be very surprised if they're not there at the latter stage. Um, and if they're there, they have every chance. Right, and then we'll end with uh, I suppose the, the the team that's waiting in the longest of long grass. Who do you think no one has their eye on but could go on and win it? Yeah, to me, well, there's there's a load of them. You could look at Young Ireland. You could look at the clans. Might just finally get across this line. But I'm going to say Kilcarely. Um, now, you know, anybody who knows me and knows that uh, I'd be a, a passionate Roach man. It's, it's it's not always easy to admit something like that. But it it's like Kilcarely have won this. Have been at this stage before. Um, they know what it takes to, to get across the line at this level. They've added in the youngsters. They've a neat blend throughout the team. There's a couple of others. Young Bagley chap that's there involved. Uh, Tag McEnany's younger brother, Alston. Um, and they've other players sprinkled throughout the team. You'd have to worry somewhat for them defensively. But like one thing you don't want to do is get into a shootout with them. Um, because they have all the artillery to, to, to put, this, put you to the sword. Um, and just having the values about Cahal, Kieran, O'Connor, Quigley around the middle of the field. Shane Lennon, Tag McEnany would say to Bagley... 
young Bagley chap, you know what I mean, like Daniel Lack, you know, the, the, the serious players there. Um, and yeah, you never know, they, 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 they had a none of it. It's a fairly disappointing league, they're stuck in the, in the bottom half, um, and it just might catch fire for the championship. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, thank you very much, Kevin, for that full and thorough and um, intermediate predictions uh, and preview. <laughs> well, I would advise anybody not to put any money on anything I say. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Kiwi. Thanks very much. Good luck. Bye. She was red hot. I mean, she was.